Terror at the airport in Kabul. Many have been killed and wounded in what appears to be a suicide attack. Among the casualties, children and U.S. service members. President Biden's deadline for withdrawal less than a week away. Investigators are calling this a complex attack. There was concern about possible terrorist activity at the airport several hours before the twin explosions. The U.S. Embassy warning its citizens to avoid the area. ISIS-K, also known as Islamic State Khorasan, has become increasingly active in the region. The investigation is still ongoing. But one thing we can be sure of is that there are heartbreaking scenes unfolding in the Afghan capital. And we cannot be sure what even tomorrow holds in store. This world is full of tragedy. Our only hope is Christ and what he has done for his people. In this world, we will have tribulations, but take heart. Christ has overcome the world. Welcome to Friday in a series on Haven Today called Hiding God's Word. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And soon we will be joined again for the final time this week by my friend Aaron House. I'm going to assume that you are like me. Memorizing the Bible can be a struggle. Well, Aaron's ministry is geared toward equipping Christians to memorize Scripture. Aaron himself has memorized almost 40% of the entire Bible, and he can help you too. Call us, and for your gift to Haven today, we'll send you a book written by Aaron and his wife Emily called Warriors of the Word, the Bible Memorization Battle Guide for winning spiritual victories. Visit our website and watch the video that we've shot with Aaron there. Get to know him a little better at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Make your gift to the ministry, and you can also ask for the book. Our phone number that you can also call after the program is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. And now, let's open the program with Travis Cottrell. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen your glory like the rising of the sun. You have conquered all our darkness. The battle has been won. The word of God is spoken. We are changed forever. The power of sin is broken. We are free. We are running to salvation. We have been delivered. The word Feet, you light my path. You're the only. 
stars burn down, the word of God is spoken. Travis Cottrell opening this haven today, a program called Hiding God's Word. I'm Charles Morris. The word of God truly has spoken. But there are many problems in our world. That much is obvious to us all, isn't it? Sin and selfishness, rebellion and pride. But there is one category of problems on this earth that can be among the most frustrating, a lack of communication. From international treaties, to relationships, to workplaces, to the details of school assignments, when communication is lacking, it makes everyone's life harder. But what if we had to deal with the ultimate lack of communication? What if the Lord was silent? That would make all our problems pale in comparison. But thanks be to God. He has spoken to us. We have his word, and we are able to hide it in our hearts. With me again, from Piercing Word Ministries, is Aaron House. Last time, your wife was, I think, pregnant with your first (laughs) child, and now you have three kids at home. So he leads Piercing Word Ministries. It's out of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I know firsthand how you've had an impact on the lives of younger people, mm. but also people like me, even yeah. to try to get old geezers to memorize God's holy word. Can I tell you a story about that? I would appreciate that. So yes. we we actually, uh, when we came out with this book and was first published, Warriors of the Word, the Bible Memorization Battle Guide for Winning Spiritual Victories, we published it and we uh, were selling it at our table for the very first time earlier this year. And this this mature woman came up to he speak so with me. Kind. And she, uh, I said, would you like a copy of our book? And uh, she said, 
oh, I'm too old to memorize, which, which is something I've heard for years and years and years and years. Yes. And I said, well, it's really funny. I, actually, on this page in this book right here, we talk about that exact excuse as to why, why people don't memorize. And there's a story. And I told her about Ellie, who was 95 years old, and she memorized Psalm 91. And she was half blind and half deaf. And I said, if Ellie can do it, you can do it. And she said, I need one of these books. <laughs> And so she bought the book, and she and she's like, give me, you know, bookmark that page. And then I, and then she she went home, and she was so inspired. She memorized Psalm one eighteen, and she began to cling to these she verses. She didn't just take in a little psalm. No, then, no, did she, she she went for Psalm one eighteen, and yeah. it's, it's it's one of my favorite psalms too. And she said shortly thereafter, she had this, she underwent this intense foot surgery. And was was quoting the passages that she had memorized from Psalm 118 as she went through this painful rehab and these difficult situations that she had encountered. And she was able to use the word of God as, mm. as a rock and as a sword and as a shield to get her through these, these tough times. And she said, thank you for giving me the gift of God's word. I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume that you have had some tough times in your life. It may not be foot surgery, like the woman in the story that Aaron just told us, but we are all sinners who live on a fallen planet. Life is tough. Suffering and struggles are reality for us. As we come to this weekend, it's helpful to remember that God never promised us an easy life. In fact, he promised us the very opposite. But his word ministers to us, even in the hard times. The Bible is what we turn to no matter what, and through it we are taught and rebuked, corrected and trained, as Paul told Timothy. And what is the focus of the Scriptures? The great story that's all about Jesus. Aaron House, let me just ask you a question that we ask just about everybody that we have on Haven today. What does Jesus mean to you? It's a great question, Charles. I know you have an answer. I'm going to respond with a passage that's my life first. It's Philippians 3, 8. It says, I count everything as loss compared to the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things. And I count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Mm. My heart echoes the heart of Paul Mm. in that verse, in that passage. And that is the verse that has continually recentered me and my identity in Christ and who I am. And that my identity is not found in what I do, in my achievements, in my relationships, Mm -hmm. my marriage, my kids, and nothing except for Christ alone. And that takes you back. Philippians was the very first thing that you Mm -hmm. ever memorized as as a young boy. Yeah, it is. Wow. And so all this time, God just kind of set that in your heart. Yeah. And there's been plenty of times where I've begun to set my identity in other things, in my my career or my position or my achievements or my whatever, my relationships. And and God has has taken me through those times. And he's uh, in in some of those times that he's had to strip me of those things Mm. in order to recenter my identity on him and bring me back to that same grounding and that same passage of counting everything as loss compared Mm. to the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. Mm. Aaron House, head of Piercing Word Ministry, my brother, thank you for blessing me here on Haven Today. Well, thank you, Charles, for having me. Isn't that a beautiful testimony? 
And what a verse. When the Apostle Paul wrote those words in Philippians 3, he was writing in a Roman prison. Yet he was content. He told the Philippian Christians that if someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. In other words, if anyone could have been saved by their works and zeal, it was this man, Paul. Yet even he, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as he described it, knew he was a sinner and couldn't even come close to saving himself. So he considered his heritage and his accomplishments as garbage compared to the worth of knowing Christ his Savior. In fact, that word we translate as garbage is quite a bit more rude and crude in the original Greek. It's probably something we wouldn't say, or at least most of us in polite company, but that's how Paul looked at his own righteousness when he compared it to his wonderful, perfect Savior. And that brings me back to the question that I asked, as well as answered just a few minutes ago. What is the focus of the Bible? Well, listen to these words from Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. God has spoken to us. The reality of that fact may not strike us like it should, The one who created and upholds all things has not left us in the dark. He has communicated to us. Some of the older Christian theologians would say that God stooped down to us and talked to us in baby talk so that we could understand him. The author of Hebrews reminds us that God spoke through the prophets, those people he chose to bring his word to his people. But in these last days, what has he done? He has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. Jesus is many things. He is our Savior, of course. He is true God and true man, of course. He is one through whom the Father created everything, and he is the one who rules over the entire universe. But these verses tell us, that he's also a prophet. Actually, he is the prophet, the one Moses promised back in Deuteronomy 18. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. And what did Jesus, the ultimate prophet, say that the Bible was all about? In Luke 24, As the risen Christ is walking to Emmaus with two of his disciples, we read these words, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. God has spoken to us. Jesus has come to us. And the Father has revealed him as the ultimate prophet. The word of God is all about Jesus, our Savior. Without the Bible... We would have no way to know about the gospel 
the good news of Jesus Christ. And we have the privilege of being able to hide this word in our hearts, even this weekend. What a wonderful God we serve. What a beautiful Savior we worship. Illumine our minds, 
Come, awaken our hearts, illumine our minds, magnify Jesus Christ. Come, renewing our faith, changing our lives with your words of life. It's a prayer we can all pray each day and every day in our lives, sung for us by Sovereign Grace, your words of life here on Haven Today. I also hope and pray that you have been blessed by our conversations with Theron House this week. I have, and I've been challenged and convicted about something. I need to hide more of God's Word in my heart. And we all want to memorize Scripture, don't we? After all, God has spoken to us by the prophets and by His Son. Whether you are a visual or an audible or kinetic learner or something I haven't heard of, Aaron and Emily House can help you. Their book, Warriors of the Word, The Bible Memorization Battle Guide for Winning Spiritual Victories, was written for learners of all ages and all styles. Beyond that, you'll learn of their own story of how God's Word ministered to them during the hard times of their own lives, and you'll be encouraged to turn to Scripture and see the one all Scripture points us to. Jesus Christ. I believe in you. I think you can hide God's Word in your heart. So for your gift to Haven today, we'll send you a copy of this helpful book, and we'll do it right away. We've got it in our warehouse. Just call us at 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN or get it on our website. And if you can come to our website, watch the video that I shot with Theron House. Get to know him a little bit better. Meet his heart. And then also hear about how he learns scripture. And you can make your gift and get the book at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And as we've come to yet another weekend, I pray that you will take the time to hide more of God's Word in your heart. You and I both need it for the coming week. Now, would you join me? Let's pray together to our Heavenly Father. Lord in heaven, we come to you right now in a season of turmoil, turbulence all around us. We've been talking about that all week, but I'm thinking especially of Afghanistan. I'm thinking of Muslims who've become believers in Jesus Christ over the past 20 years, some of them even longer. It's not exactly an underground church, and Islam is not happy about that, but they can't get out. I'm thinking about the explosions that took place yesterday. I pray for the U.S. servicemen and other people who were injured, including and especially the children. Sometimes, Lord, it seems that in the hardest places, under the most persecution, that's when grace abounds. And I would ask for that to happen right now in Afghanistan. May the light of the gospel shine through. May the power 
of your word take hold in the hearts of more people. And while I'm praying for Afghanistan, I want to pray for listeners to this program and where we shine the light of the gospel on this program every day, that grace would abound in our lives as well, that your word would be made more known in our hearts, that the gospel would ring true with us so that we can ring the bell of the gospel to others and share it with them as well. May Christ be known all over this world as we await your soon return. And so now, Lord, with your word to provide the power that we need through your spirit at work, through your word, may grace be made known. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again next Monday when again we get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. This month, teachers everywhere drilling the rules into a new class of kindergartners who are going to school for the very first time. Without those rules, it would be chaos. So the rules are a good thing, and so are God's rules. In the Bible, they're often called the Law and the Commandments. As Romans 7 tells us, the commandment is holy, righteous, and good. But rules in the law have a limitation. Trying to obey them can't make you good. In fact, it's designed to show you that you're not good. They point us to the only one who could do and did do what we can't. Perfect obedience, absolute goodness, the death we deserve, and the life only God can offer. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit getanchor.com.